Before we get started, I'm going to ask you uh, to speak to someone in a second. I know this is the feedback I've had regularly, that, that the worst part of church, not that there's a lot of bad parts of church, the only, the only like difficult part of church is the space between worship and announcements. When we say, hey, take two minutes and say hello to each other. And I, it's not that I think there's that many people that don't want to say hello to each other. I think people find it awkward to know, like, I don't have enough time to like, really engage with you. And uh, so I don't like, know wh where to like, go. And I don't want to have like, shallow conversation, because we both know that's just like, placeholding. So it's like, how do we, how do, we do this dance and like, have something meaningful, but we really can't? Um, and so there's this, like, so I've heard over and over and over, people are like, oh, that like, meet and greet, it's like the worst. Um, so we're going to do a bit of that. So, <laughs> but, but let's just get out of the way. So then everyone knows it's a little bit awkward and uncomfortable, and it just is. But it still is important to kind of greet each other and to shake a hand and to uh, say hello to someone. My kids visited uh, Hillsong because um, when Zeke plays basketball in the mornings, we ask him to think about going to an evening service somewhere. So the, the last time he went to a Hillsong service, I loved their feedback. They went, it was so welcoming. From the moment we walked through the door, people were greeting us. We sat by ourselves at the back, but some of the youth guys came over, and they're like, no, come and sit with us. And then we were like sitting with them, and during worship, someone came over to us, and they were praying for us, and they were, it was amazing. People are just so friendly, so warm, so welcoming. Um, and so that's what we're talking about a little bit. So we're going to get to them in a second, but I'm going to ask you to, to get up if you don't mind. If you have kids in that and you want to stay on the floor, that's fine, no, no problem. But everyone who can get up, get up. Uh, and I want you to not turn to your spouse or to your children or to uh, the most obvious person, whoever that may be, but try and extend yourself a little bit beyond that um, to someone maybe you don't know. And if you're from King's Cross, this is definitely on you. If you're a visitor, you, you're welcome to like not even move. You can just sit still and you don't have to do anything. But if you're on, in King's Cross, this is definitely on you and for you to do. And we're going to take two minutes and I want you to wa warmly practice a welcome. So um, you can do this... Be as awkward as you want. I really want you to like try get into this. So instead of being like, um, no, I don't want the mic. I want your hand. Hey, Chris. How you going? Um, for those of you who don't know Chris um, and is, uh, this is actually you're going to get to know them in a second. They're just a special couple. But to get across to each other and even like practice with your tone of voice. So don't go across and be like, yes, we're all doing this so that Mark will move on. So hey, it's. Hey, Jib. Nice to see you, bud. Be like, Jib. Bro, it's so good to see you. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here today. Or if you don't know them, do something similar and just be awkward. Give a hug. Give something and, and it's okay. All right? So we're gonna, it's going to be like a limited, like 30, 40 seconds. So you've really got to move fast. Okay. So if you're, if you're a member of King's Cross, you have to stand up and give this a go. If you're a sojourner at King's Cross, which means you're not a member, but you're, you're either trying to become a member or this is your church, I ask you to give a go. And if you're a visitor, do whatever you want. Um, but, but having said that, please stand. And the clock starts. You have to first stand. <laughs> the clock starts now. Go ahead. Okay. So... Just, just some quick feedback, and I'm only, in, I'm only interested in positive feedback right now. Um, uh, how was that? <laughs> the best part of church. The best part of church. Great. Okay. 
So it's not super hard. It's actually quite enjoyable. There's quite a nice mood. It was very hard to get you back. Um, and I'm sure it was very awkward too. So we're talking about warmly welcoming. Romans 15 verse 7, uh, 7-ish says, uh, warmly welcome each other like Christ has welcomed you. So he's the standard of our welcome to one another. So when you think about a standard, it's like, you know, don't warmly welcome each other like Josh and Anna do, or like Jib and Tripti do, or like Mark and Ast do. They're the leaders of the church. Warmly welcome each other like they do. Warmly welcome each other like Jesus does. How would Jesus welcome this person? Uh, someone's come to church today. How would Jesus welcome them? Sorry, parents, if you can just help me. I feel like I'm, uh, uh, it's me versus the kids. Just help me out. Um, so how would Jesus warmly welcome uh, someone today? And then just do that. What, whatever creative ideas come to mind. Um, there's dignity, there's joy, there's celebration, there's warmth. Uh, all good things. So, Chris and Izzy, will you introduce yourselves to this church? Those who don't know you. I know every, most people do, but I'm sure there's some who don't. Sure. Well, in the question you asked me, to, you asked us to introduce each other, so I'm going to introduce Isabel. Good. So this is absolutely my better half. Uh, um, so if you want warmness, if you want kindness, if you want love, if you want someone who follows Jesus, if you want someone who looks to Jesus in everything she does, who thinks about others, puts, puts other people before herself, who just is like a big warm hug, this is Isabel. Good interaction. Nice. If you want to see the most handsome man in the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Um, this is the man who seeks God in everything he does. From the hard moments to the, to the amazing moments, he seeks God. And he puts him first in everything. It's a man who doesn't see the bad in people. If I complain about someone, he says, I don't see what you see. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. He's, he's that kind of man. He, he doesn't complain and he's a lot of fun. He's Chris. He's, he sounds like my conscience. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's, a, there's a visitor, a couple who've just immigrated to uh, Australia this week, and Matt, who's the gentleman's name, is going to go work at Bank West, which is your old digs, I think. Yeah. Right. So maybe you guys can meet. Um, so we're talking about welcome, and I've asked you to um, think about what, what has been, to your memory, the most meaningful welcome that you've experienced. Can I share two? Mm. <laughs> um, one is very simple in its nature, but it made a huge impact on me. A friend asked me years ago what my favorite chocolate was, and um, when I met her again for coffee many years later on arrival, she had my favorite chocolate there for me. Wow. And we've never spoken about it again, but it just meant a lot that some little fact she remembered. And the next one was when I moved to India for a while. And I moved into a family's house and they had two small kids. One was six months old and one was two years old. And they had a two-bedroom apartment. And they welcomed me into their home. And the four of them moved into one bedroom so that I can live in the other bedroom for six months. So wow. that welcoming me to the house wow. really made a big impact on me. That's awesome. Yeah, I struggled to pick out one particular thing because, I mean, I experience every, every time I go to a community group, everyone, everyone there just warmly welcomes and loves. And so, I mean, that always sticks out for me. But, yeah, apart from that, um, one time when we were doing mission trip in, in, in Indonesia with um, Josh and Anna and all that sort of stuff, I, f- I flew ahead early. And um, I, landed in, I landed at the hotel... And uh, sorry, I landed at the airport and um, realised I didn't have any paperwork to know where my hotel was. 
<laughs> and so all of a sudden, all these Indonesian people around me warmly welcomed me, offering, offering me to use their phones for free and ring hotels, and, wow. and they sorted me out with SIM cards and all this sort of stuff. So, yeah, just, just that one sticks out for me. Awesome. Did you learn a lesson from that or not? No. <laughs> no. I feel like I was, uh, we went to a basketball game uh, this week and I was yelling at Charlotte from the sides like parents shouldn't do. Yeah. Get behind your player on defense. She didn't listen. Stood in front, caught the ball. They won the game. They go into the finals and it was like, lesson was not learned. <laughs> your travel story sounds like your lesson was not learned. Um, okay, so I told you it's going to be interactive. I want you just to share with someone around you. Again, try not to be your spouse or, or the most obvious person. What has been the most warm welcome you've experienced? You don't have to nail it. Some those of you who are here, like, oh, what is like you've got it? Just name something that comes to mind that like really expressed very warm welcome. I definitely wouldn't say the chocolate because NASA's grandparents found out that I like Top Deck when I was like 19, and to this day they give me Top Deck chocolate, and I haven't liked it for like two decades. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it gets to the heart. <laughs> um, so take a moment and think about the warmest welcome that, can co that comes to mind and just share it with someone around you. You've got like a minute or two, so it's got to be brief. Great. Great. Um, hopefully you're able to share some wonderful stories. And you know what? I bet you that some of you are probably part of each other's stories. Um, which is even wonderful. And if you aren't, you can be part of someone else's story. Whoever here would like to, you know, next time we ask that question, who's experienced the warmest welcome? What comes to mind? Who, who would like to be the person that someone thinks about? We, some, about half the room. That's great. So the other half can be welcomed by you. <laughs> so that's, um, okay, so Kristen is, how do you see Jesus demonstrating a warm welcome? So, um, yeah, I was, I was looking in the Bible for this one because that's the best place to look. And um, so the, 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 two, the two things I noticed that stood out for me was um, in Luke 9, I think it is, just after Jesus has um, sent out all the disciples, the disciples have come back and they're, they're telling all these stories. Um, he takes them off to Bethsaida, I think, and um, they're, all, they're all chatting and laughing and you know, telling about their stories. And then it says, um, the crowd found out about it and followed Jesus. And it, um, and it says in, I think it's verse 11, that Jesus welcomed them. Mm. So even though he was having time with his homies and um, chilling out and relaxing, he still, he still had time for people who seek him. So if when, anyone, who, anyone who comes to him, he'll welcome them no matter what, or always. Right. Um, I'm going to ask you, a, a, not, a, not a clarifying question, but an, maybe an extending one. I mean, it sounds like you're saying that to welcome people like Jesus means we've so got to when, be open with our schedules. Yeah, so open with the schedules and um, all, so and the next, the following on, the following, the following on part for that is in um, 1 Peter 4, 11 or 4, 9, I think it says, it, uh, so Peter who hung out with Jesus and can see how he does it, it says, um, show, show hospitality without, without grumbling. <laughs> yeah, very good. So it's, um, <laughs> so even though it may be inconvenient or um, you might have other plans, mm. Um, you know, don't show them that part. Show them the Jesus love part. Awesome. <laughs> don't, don't show them that much. Good. Uh, Izzy? Um, uh, I was looking at Acts and how, how the church there did it. And it was 
that they did everything together, they worshipped together, they, they ate together, they, they prayed together, they, they read the Bible together. And I feel like that's part of what God says to as welcome people, as welcome people to every part of your life. Mm. It's to welcome them into the, to the hard moments, the good moments, the fun moments, the everything, and do life together. Mm. Um, you guys have a reputation for being warmly welcoming, um, for your home to be a place where others are always welcome. I think you've, you've said things that I've heard my dad say about fridges being open at all times, and what's in mine is yours and yours and mine, and uh, the door's always open, which, I mean, now is quite appealing that you live in a resort. It is. <laughs> uh, they do have an indoor pool. Just remember that in the summer. Um, although I don't know if there's water in it, that could be a problem. <laughs> there is. Okay, good. So we're all ready to go to your house. Um, but you have this great reputation for hospitality. Um, just without, I, I'm not wanting to put the limelight on you and, and make it sound like you're perfect, because I'm, I'm, sure you, I'm sure you're not. But just what are some things you do do practically to practice a warm welcome to others? Simple things like making sure we have enough time in our schedule to actually have people in our house. So we've, we've cut out as much as we possibly can um, to have space to allow people to come into our house. We find that we're too tired, we have too much on, we don't mm. want people there. So if we have space and time for it, we do. And also just every, I think we were raised in people in your home is what, what is the way to, to, be, to do life. So every decision we made, the, the houses we looked at, the table we got, um, we did it so it's, it could be comfortable for people and welcoming for people. So there's a big enough table for people to sit around or we have enough space for people to eat off, so very just very practical things. And also, we got the kids involved. I mean, I know it doesn't apply to all of you, but I mean, um, for those that does, having your kids involved, so when you, when you walk through our door, our kids are ambushing you and showing you around the house and showing you <laughs> every room. Um, yeah, so they're forcefully loving you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's good, because it means we don't have to, we don't have to um, drag them along or... Yeah, try and try and force it. They just we've naturally encouraged it in them. Yeah, and, and to honour you guys because I think your kids continue the hospitality and welcome here. I know many of us have been offered drinks from your kids, um, and been I've seen your kids come and bring drinks to other people. Also plants and uh, <laughs> lemons and <laughs> eggs and all sorts of things. Um, but even in this space, which I guess doesn't belong to them, there's a sense of taking care of others, um, which I think you've obviously modeled well in the home. And just to honor you guys for that, well done. Um, so obviously, uh, as you've said, there's some challenges. If you're tired, if you're busy, um, if you're unwell, struggling, you have every reason to kind of uh, shut down, right? And, and kind of... Um, Think about yourself. So maybe just tell us a little bit of some of the challenges that maybe you've experienced in welcoming others. So, I mean, for me, the challenge is just whether I'm physically able to do it. Um, so, um, I mean, there's been times when we've had people around where I, I, haven't, I haven't been able to entertain them. I've had to, like, basically stay in my room because I've been dancing too much. Um, <laughs> um, and even, and even it just makes it hard to actually concentrate and engage and focus on you. Um, but, but yeah, but, um, but learning from that was that, I mean, sometimes it's okay, sometimes it's okay to, um, to not be able to um, and, not, and just enable, enable my wife and kids to do it in my place where I can't. Mm. Um, 
but yeah, and but yeah. Hi. Thanks for the honesty. What about you, Is? We, with, with our neighbours in particular, we kind of have an open door policy. So with the kids and with the, the parents, if anyone walks past, they're always coming into our house. And there's been a few times where we've had random children in the house who have never met before, seen before. <laughs> and it's sometimes challenging when you're trying to find your own space or time to relax and you've got 10 kids in your house you don't know. Chris, you looked like you were going to add? No. Okay. Um, last question. Encouragement that you would want to leave with King's Cross in terms of welcome, whether it's a challenge, whatever, just whatever encouragement you'd like to leave with us. Although it may seem hard at times or you don't want to or it seems draining, in the end it's always worth it because you... Um, when you push through and you, and you see Jesus in them, you, you, you end up being encouraged yourself. Um, hopefully they walk away encouraged as well. Um, but yeah, so it's just, just yeah, just do it. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so as, as, long as, as long as you're seeking Jesus in someone, um, if, so it'll, it'll be, you'll, you'll find something to relate, you'll find something to relate to them. Um, yeah. Um, we, we also always grew up with people in our homes, so whether it was the whole neighbourhood or whether it was people from international missionaries and all those, and the whole range of people from very different walks of life. And it really does build something into your life growing up like that. So for people with kids, it's to have that as a normal in the house and make it natural. It does make it easier when they grow up to be able to achieve that lifestyle. <laughs> but also just within the community, it builds unity and build strength and you get to know people's hearts and so when you're out of that space and when people are not in your home anymore you see them do the thing that looks a bit strange if, what, if you know their heart and you spend time with them it's much easier to understand that action and that place for them so that it encourages unity again and brings people together beautiful wonderful well church let's thank chris and is appreciate it Uh, take a minute. As I said, we're going to be interactive. So just take a minute and share with someone what is your, your best practical advice on warmly welcoming. It doesn't have to be having someone in your home. It doesn't have to be a meal. But how, what, what practical advice have you learned uh, to warmly welcome someone else? Just share it, and then I'm, I'm going to ask. I'll ask you a question after that. Go ahead. Share with someone. All right. Um, let me grab your attention again. Those of you who, um, I'm sure not everyone had the opportunity to share, that's okay. Uh, who can share an absolute gold nugget? So just a really brief, someone told me this, don't share your own gold nugget. Uh, share a gold nugget you heard, Nate. Um, to, no, it's not my, I'm not um, claiming for this obviously, um, but to withhold an issue of judgments that come up. So like, often you're first 
Yeah. Awesome. Beautiful. Absolute gold nugget. Wonderful. Who else heard a gold nugget you want to share? Holly? Active listening. <laughs> Very good. Caleb. Uh, we, we heard in our group, don't play country music on the first time. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so don't be divisive, round one. <laughs> That, the the non-judgmental and country music go together. Yeah. Wonderful. Remembering people's names. Perfect. So not if, but when you forget their name after just asking it. You get them to add their contact or Instagram. Perfect. Thank you for that. Um, great. Offer them food or water. Sometimes if it's things are too formal, you don't really break the ice. It's just kind of small talk. So sometimes you just got to be embarrassing to really shatter the ice and then fix <laughs> the Do you, I feel like... This is my advice. This is your advice? This is... So just go deep straight away. Shatter the ice. <laughs> that could go so bad. <laughs> that would be wonderful. I think it's a great idea. Um, great. So there's some wonderful nuggets. Uh, just three things real fast when we're thinking about welcome. One of, this isn't one of them, but we are all called to this. Paul says to the Romans, and think about the Roman church. They're a diverse church. They are so different. They can't even eat food together. In our church, we don't really have that problem. We may have people who go, I don't like chili. I can't go to the, I can't go to the group lunch because they're going to like a spicy food place and I don't eat spicy food. Um, gluten-free, doesn't matter. Everywhere has gluten-free. Vegan, vegetarian, everywhere you go has that option, kind of. Every community group probably has that option. I know ours does. If you don't go to a community group that has that option, feel free to come to ours. Uh, I'm joking, although you can ask. Um, but, but really... We don't really have a lot that separates us from gathering together. The Romans had a lot that separated them in community. They really couldn't even eat a meal together. And yet Paul believed that the gospel was powerful enough to call all of them to warmly welcome one another um, and to be able to overlook any cultural differences, religious differences. So remember the Jews are coming from a, a Jewish religious legal system. The Romans are coming from all sorts of different gods uh, and yet Paul goes, no, I think in Christ we can all find a way to welcome each other. So it's not, are you gifted at this? I think Chris and Iz are particularly gifted at this. So th that's maybe why they're so extremely good at it. But even if you aren't gifted at it, you're still called to do it. And, to, and there's an, a degree to which, as we understand how Jesus has welcomed us, uh, we can learn to welcome other people. Um, and so we're all called to do that. Uh, three things real quick. One of the barriers that is in our culture to welcome is a uh, kind of a self-focus, a self-centeredness. And it's a particular problem in Western cultures because Western cultures are individualistic. So if you go to a lot of other cultures that are communal, in other words, your identity is in the community, welcome is quite natural. They would have to, be, they would have to preach about some other things, 
which are more difficult in communal cultures. Um, we do, we, are, we Community is not natural for us. Individuality is natural for us. And then we pick and choose what communities we participate in and belong to. And so when we openly, warmly welcoming each other, leaving front doors open, that's community-mindedness. Uh, when people have access into our lives, that's community-mindedness. But we are in, it's ingrained in us to be mindful of ourselves. And over the last uh, decade or so, a little bit less than that, uh, some studies have come out that have shown that being too self-focused is actually adversely healthy to your own mental health. So the whole premise of Western uh, culture in terms of individuality, think about yourself, put, your, put yourself first and then care for others, you know, take care of number one and then you'll be able to take care of others. That whole premise when it goes too far and we're too aware of ourselves and we're talking about ourselves and we're aware of how busy we are and how much we're doing and how is actually causes us uh, to be uh, anxious, depressed and experience other mental health illness, which actually means the more focused you are on yourself, the less likely you are to have the capacity to care for other people. Um, and so the encouragement that we see in Christ is he has every reason to... Can you imagine Jesus today? Can you imagine if Jesus hadn't come 2,000 years ago and today was when he came to save the world on the cross? How many... And he came to a Western society. How many people would say to Jesus hey, man, you just need a break. You need some me time. (laughs) Bro, you have been going nonstop. You were meant to take that holiday, but then the crowd arrived, and you preached through the night. Like, you need a day off. Like, I know you're our leader, but can I just challenge you with the idea that if you're not going to rest, how are the rest of us going to rest? You're supposed to model this for us. Like, trust God and rest. You know, and Jesus is like, I'm trying to trust God and die for everyone. <laughs> Jesus models the self-giving, not the self-preserving. He doesn't, I'm not suggesting anything. Don't, don't, don't take my words and, and kind of weaponize them to suggest that we're saying, burn yourself out. Extend yourself beyond the grace that God has given you. No one is saying that. But within the grace that God has given you, don't let Western individuality dictate how loving you can be to other people, what cost you can bear for other people. Chris and Iz have every reason to shut their front door and care for themselves. I'm sure Parkinson's is not a great and easy thing to live with every single day of your life. I'm sure Chris does more physical exercise than any of us do every day. I'm sure it is draining on the mind, on the marriage, on the family. And yet... Through Jesus, the the welcome that he's given us, the body and the blood, the come to me. Well, there must be some grace that God God will enable and empower us to love other people. Not your own, but his grace, like Christ. Okay, that's number one. Don't be too self-focused. Don't wait for perfect conditions. The conditions will never be perfect. (laughs) It will not be. Don't wait for it. Just get into it. Number two. Who ever watched the show New Amsterdam? Couple. Wow. A lot of you missed out on a good show. I'm not advertising. I'm not suggesting anyone go watch any show. Sorry, I just told someone this week I don't uh, suggest TV and movies. But anyway, New Amsterdam is pretty good. And um, 
the, director, the medical director of the hospital, this new guy comes in. His name is Dr. Max Goodwin, I think. Is that correct? Those who watched? Yeah. yeah. Dr. Max Goodwin comes in. And he's the medical director, so he's kind of one of the bosses, close to the boss of the hospital. Um, and so this is a public hospital, one of the oldest hosp public hospitals in America. It's super busy. The worst of the worst come through here. And the system is absolutely broken. And his doctors can't care for the patients the way that they're trained because the system is broken and they can't afford stuff. And Max Goodwin is this kind of countercultural, loving, merciful, compassionate, personable doctor who listens to his uh, doctors, says, tell me, what's the problem? Uh, what's standing in the way? Is it the system? Is it this? Is it the, what do we need? And he always ends his reply with, how can I help? And, and he breaks the system, basically. The show's about how he goes against the system. And I've checked with the doctors in the church. Uh, it's not possible. It's not a true-to-life story. Uh, it's not realistic. But, man, it feels good. <laughs> it feels great. And you watch this, and really, it's, a, it's an example of Jesus, uh, who people come to him with all sorts of brokenness. And his response is, how can I help? What do you want from me? What can I give you? I, I, can, I, I can give you life. I can give you healing. I can give you welcome. I can give you restoration. I can give you dignity. What do you want? All who are thirsty, come to me. What do you need? How can I help? And I'm suggesting that uh, Max Goodwin is really an example in a hospital environment of Jesus in a, in a global environment. And therefore, uh, we can all be kind of these Dr. Max Goodwins that go into, into life, into, into our workplaces, uh, into our neighborhoods, uh, into our homes, and we can listen to, not, not avoid the problems, but engage with them and, and answer, just keep thinking, I might not be the solution, but what I can say at the end of it is, how can I help? What, what might I be able to do? And sometimes the answer is, I can pray. I'll pray for you. I'll, I'll keep you in check. I'll write it down, and I'll check in with you next week. I'm going to pray for you. Sometimes there's more that we can do. But we can all, we can all have that attitude, that posture of, how can I help? I'm not, how can I get away? How can I avoid? But how can I help? Um, the last example I want to give, and I'm not even going to ask you about the movie because I haven't watched it myself, but there's a movie called Like Mike, and it's just a comedy, and I, I haven't watched it, so I think it's about Michael Jordan, uh, and this kid named Kelvin Cambridge finds these basketball shoes with MJ on them, and I assume that's Michael Jordan. I think that's a safe assumption, right? And, and he's amazing. He puts on these shoes, and he's magically like the best basketballer in the world. And so he goes from high school, I think, or college. I, again, I haven't watched the movie. And he becomes, uh, he, he makes it into the NBA, and then they get into the finals. So, you know, he's just, he's, he's just better, 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 better. And then they get, he gets into the finals, and he decides not to wear his MJ shoes. Oh, no. Rookie, rookie era. It's always the shoes. It is always, I have a son who plays basketball. It is always the shoes. <laughs> Bad game, need new shoes. It's the, it's the shoes. Anyway, so he takes off his shoes, and he's not as good. The movie uh, hinges on this kind of story that they yet they're able to win because what happens is that, that instead of relying on one magically gifted person, they, be, they start to play like a team. And he starts to play better than what he could, not as well as MJ, but within a team, he shows some character and he plays okay. But collectively, they win. So instead of a hero, you have a team that, that wins the championship. And this is what Jesus does with us. 
is he, we are told that the Holy Spirit is turning us to be like Jesus from one degree of glory to the next. And so, in other words, he puts on Jesus' shoes. We all, you know, become, put on your Jesus' shoes and be like Jesus. But you will find that as you start to live this out, like, oh my gosh, what, how, how do I love like Jesus in this situation? I don't have the patience. I don't have the kindness. I don't have the compassion. I don't want to do it. God, please help me. And he helps you to put on your Jesus shoes through the power of the Holy Spirit. And you're able to love in a Jesus way. And you're able to show Jesus sort of grace and Jesus sort of patience and Jesus sort of compassion and Jesus sort of mercy and Jesus sort of generosity and kindness and wisdom and discernment. You find that over time, your heart has actually changed. And that you have become like Jesus. Not that you can ever take Jesus off and be, be perfect, but that in some way Jesus makes all of us win together. None of us are the new hero. We have the hero. We have Jesus Christ. He is our hero. That's why Paul can say, welcome each other like Jesus has welcomed you. Play basketball as much like Michael Jordan as you can. But to win the championship, you're going to have to do it together. Welcome each other like Jesus. But to really let the world see the welcome of Jesus, the church, this church, the churches in Perth, are going to have to do it together. It's not about who are the gifted welcomers. Let's have a welcome team so that every visitor walks through the door and gets welcomed by someone. That's not going to change the culture of Perth. What's going to change the culture of Perth is when the Christians in Perth give the welcome of Jesus to sinners and go into workplaces and hospitals and neighborhoods and schools and show loving kindness to those who don't know the, the king of kindness. And in a sense, like Mike... We, we outdo ourselves. We outplay ourselves. We go beyond ourselves. Why? Because, because the Holy Spirit empowers us to live and act like Jesus. And one of the ways that that is, is a welcome towards each other. So if you find uh, this morning has been unattractive, uh, challenging, uh, undesirous, I guess that's the same as unattractive, then you might want to just pray. That's okay. Go, okay. That's where you're at. But Jesus has still called you to this. And there's people outside of these walls and in these walls that need a warm welcome from you, like Jesus. But the best thing you can do is to pray for God to work on your heart and to give you faith to trust Him and to give you the grace to step out. Because if you're waiting for perfect conditions, they're not going to come. All you need to take is whatever the next opportunity is. I've heard great testimonies of, yeah, a few years ago, the singles used to go and get lunches frequently after church. I've heard more testimonies about God working in people's hearts at those lunches than, than almost any gathering. And what was it? It was just a very informal welcome. Let's go eat together. I've loved seeing Steph and Tilly have a baby and then Ruth falls asleep and they're stuck. They can't move her because if Ruth wakes up, she won't go back to sleep. And you don't want to wake up a sleeping baby uh, because that is not a good thing. So after church, we're stuck. We can't get in the car. Let's go. So who wants to go and eat something with us? Just take the opportunity. You don't have to have a home. You don't have to have money. You can go sit in a park and break the ice purposefully. Go deep. 
See what happens. Don't, don't be surprised if that person never wants to go to the park with you again. <laughs> I remember what happened last time. No ways. <laughs> go play basketball. It doesn't cost anything. Just go to... There's lots of things we can do. Find an opportunity. Just the next one. You don't have every opportunity. You don't have every gift. Some of you are amazing cooks, having people in your home and cooking for them. When my wife does it, it's like one of those movies. People feel the love in the food, and they're closer to Jesus. If I cook for them, they would not feel the welcome of Jesus. <laughs> Stay in your lane. <laughs> but every one of us are called to welcome others. Um, will you put up the slide, and will you... I'm just going to take us to communion. Can you put up the slide, and I'm going to... Um, ask all of you to stand. Think about this as a church. First of all, if you're, if you're a part of King's Cross, you know, often Jib and Josh and I will stand here and say, this is what we're about. But the truth is that if it's not what we're about, you, you, you make that true or not. Yeah. We don't make it true or not. It's a bit like parents saying to the children, hey, we're a, we're a happy family. <laughs> <laughs> the kids are like, yeah, right. I'm not doing the dishes. I know this is a setup. Unless you're a happy family, you're not a happy family. This is what we want to be about. But so think about it first as a church, and then we're going to read it a second time and think about it as your life. Is this true of, of you? But let's read it. Um, I'll read it the first time for us as a church. And is this, can this be true of us? Is this what we want? To all who are weary and need rest, to all who mourn and long for comfort, to all who feel worthless and wonder if God even cares. To all who are weak and fail and desire strength. To all who sin and need a savior. King's cross opens wide her doors with a welcome from Jesus, the mighty friend of sinners. The ally of his enemies, the defender of the indefensible, the justifier of those who have no excuses left. Is that what we want to be true? If it is, if it's what we want to be true, and if it is what's true, then it means an outward orientation to expect through community, not Sunday services, whether it's community groups or relationships or uh, casual meetups or Sunday services, to expect the weak, the frail, the sinners, the mourners, the uncomfortable, the discomforted, those who feel worthless, to walk through the door and to receive a warm welcome from Jesus. He's their answer, not us, but we can demonstrate his welcome. I want to give you two minutes to read that to yourself and to ask yourself, is that what I want to be about? Or if you're married, is that what we want to be about? Uh, this is not a scripture. This is Ray Ortland's warm welcome uh, that he used to give at Emmanuel Church in Nashville. But I think it aligns with the truths of scripture and with Jesus. So just, I just want to say that as you read it, <laughs> you can challenge it if you want. It's not from the Bible, but I think it lines up. Is this true of where you want to be and who you are? Take, take two minutes. Last night we had... Uh, a dinner appointment with the family, and, and afterwards, our whole family said with great gratitude, thank you so much for having us. You fed us, we laughed with you, we hugged each other, and we went home. Hearts bubbling 
with joy from being loved and cared for. I want to invite us to come to the communion table and not think about ourselves. Remember, that's the first problem. (laughs) Not to be too aware of ourselves, but rather to be more aware of the welcome that Jesus has given us. And to, in a similar way, be full of gratitude. And to get together with people, not to kind of, again, be self, oh God, we've messed up so much, we've been so unwelcoming, please help us, or, or anything like that. God, we love welcoming, give us more. No, it's not even just about, God, thank you for this welcome. Jesus, thank you that you gave up your body and your blood. There was no cost too great to you. You paid it all so that I could be welcomed, so that I could be called a child of God, so that you could call me a friend and a brother or a sister, so that one day we could see each other face to face. You're going to see Jesus face to face. Thank you for that. You have given the best welcome. You are awesome. Do something like that. However you show gratitude, come to the table, come and grab the bread that represents his body that was broken for you, Come and grab the juice that represents his blood that was uh, given for a new covenant by his grace. You saved by his grace. If you aren't a Christian yet, then don't participate because it's just a snack for you. Rather just watch it. But if you would like to come to Jesus, we would love to tell you more about his warm welcome uh, to know the Father, to be reconciled um, to God. So come on down whenever you're ready. Go find someone or many people or a group that you've already been in today and let's take a moment to celebrate and give gratitude to the warm welcome of Jesus. Amen? Let's go.